bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming up on today's program, China's central bank expresses support for lowering interest rates and down payment ratios for individual housing loans. And Chinese companies topped the list of Fortune Global 500 for the fifth year. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. The People's Bank of China made clear its stance of favoring downward interest rates and down payment ratio for individual housing loans at a work meeting held Tuesday. The central bank's pledge came as various Chinese government departments moved swiftly to issue measures to boost development in various aspects of the Chinese economy, including the private sector and consumption, after a tone-setting meeting last week, showing the country's efficient policy-making and implementation to stabilize economic development amid challenges. The stance is part of the effort to implement city-specific and differentiated housing credit policies and to better meet residents' rigid and improved housing demand, according to the meeting jointly held by the Central Bank and the State Administration for an exchange on the work for the second half of the year. The central bank said it would also continue to guide commercial banks to adjust the interest rate for existing personal housing loans in a timely manner, according to laws. To support the steady and sound development of the real estate market, the regulators acknowledged the necessity to keep real estate financing stable and orderly and increase financial support for housing leasing, the renovation of urban villages and the construction of affordable housing. The meeting also vowed to precisely and forcefully implement macro adjustment and controls, strengthen counter-cyclical adjustment and policy reserves, and solidly promote high-quality economic development, according to a statement posted on the central bank's website. It also emphasized the need to coordinate efforts to diffuse local debt risk through financial support and to enrich the tools and means for preventing and diffusing systemic risks. In terms of the foreign exchange market, the PBOC and the SAFE vow to closely monitor the fluctuation of cross-border funds, strengthen macro-prudential management and guidance of expectations, and keep the yuan's exchange rates basically stable at a reasonable and balanced level. Fortune magazine today unveiled its annual hot list, the 2023 Fortune Global 500, with Walmart remaining the world's largest company for the 10th year, while Saudi Aramco rose to second place for the first time. In addition, China's state grid corporation continued to rank third, followed by Amazon and PetroChina in fourth and fifth place, respectively. Aggregate sales of the Fortune Global 500 hit 41 trillion US dollars, an increase of 8.4%. Yet the combined net profits was down 6.5% to 2.9 trillion US dollars due to a global economic downturn. For the fifth consecutive year, China topped the annual list in terms of the number of companies, with 142 made it in the latest ranking. Their combined revenue in 2022 reached 11.7 trillion US dollars, up 1.7% from the year prior. In terms of improvement in rankings, Chinese auto giant BYD made the highest jump from 436 to 212. And Cattle, the world's biggest maker of electric vehicle batteries, made its first appearance on the list to place itself at 292.
Moving on to some regional highlights, the disposable income of residents in Shanghai and Beijing rose to more than 40,000 yuan per person in the first half of the year. Official data show yesterday, Shanghai ranked first among the China's mainland's 31 provincial-level regions with a per capita disposable income of 42,870 yuan in the period, up 9.9 percent from a year earlier. While Beijing ranked second with 41,358 yuan, up. Five percent. The volume of goods handled by Gangmo Port, the largest highway port on the China-Mongolia border, hit nearly 20 million tons in the first seven months of this year, up 172.6 percent year-on-year. Notably, the port handled more than 19 million tons of imported coal during the period, a surge of 188.6 percent year-on-year, said the port administration on Tuesday. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future. The Guangzhou Municipal Government on Wednesday announced a policy package to boost the development of the city's private economy. The 20 measures encompass four aspects that aim to strengthen confidence in private firms and further improve business environment. They include setting up a compensation mechanism for inclusive loans with an increased annual quota of one billion yuan. Compensating half of banks' losses in their non-performing loan on intellectual property pledge, subsidizing firms for their effort in industrial and digital upgrades of up to 30% of total input. The Southern Metropolis will establish a working mechanism to serve enterprise as long as they need help and fast-track the requests from local quality firms who are included in a whitelist. The city also vows to build a close but clean relation between government and businesses, with positive and negative lists, and explore to build a system that allows SMEs to re- directly report misconducts in the authorities. Macau's gross gaming revenue surged more than 4,000 percent from a year earlier to 16.7 billion pertakas last month, the highest monthly ticking since January 2020, though it only reached about 68 percent of the pre-pandemic levels, according to data released by the Gaming Inspection and Coordination Bureau on Tuesday. Performance was boosted by the summer holiday travel season in the Chinese mainland, the largest source of tourists to Macau. In July last year, Macau saw casinos shut for almost two weeks. Next on industry and company news, spurred by government incentives, several Chinese automakers saw their sales more than double last month as motorists switched to electric vehicles. EV giant BYD sold 262,161 nets last month, 89% higher than the year before. Though posting slow growth, BYD's sales were still far higher than its followers. Li Auto delivered 34,134 vehicles in July, increasing 228% from one year ago, setting a new record for the company after the 30,000 mark was last passed in June for the first time. Liotto also sold its 400,000th NEV last month, the first emerging EV maker to achieve that in China. Its peer Neo came second with 20,462 deliveries in July, up by 103.6% year-on-year. The latest delivery volume also hit a record high. Xpeng, the last of the emergent trial, saw its monthly deliveries grow for the sixth consecutive month in July to 11,008. 
though up by 28% from June, the July figure was lower than last year's 11,524 vehicles. Meanwhile, Zika under Geely Automobile delivered 12,039 vehicles in July, representing a 140% leap year-on-year. The size of China's information and communications technology market will exceed 720 billion US dollars by 2027 and account for 11.7% of the world's market as the country enters a critical period of digital transformation, according to a recent report. China's ICT market is expanding at a compound annual rate of 6.2% between 2022 and 27, 7.5% point faster than the global compound annual growth rate for the same period. U.S. market research firm International Data Corporation said in a report released on Tuesday. Last year, China's ICT market was worth 530 billion US dollars, compared with 4.7 trillion US dollars globally. China's major internet companies saw notable profit increases in the first half of the year, data from the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology showed. Major internet companies saw their cumulative profits rise 27.6% year-on-year to total 63.96 billion yuan during the period. And their combined business revenues came in at 643.3 billion yuan, up 2.6%. China reportedly will launch its first 20-day nanometer homegrown lithography machine at the year-end, representing a great leapfrog for the nation's chip industry. Shanghai Microelectronics Equipment Group has been committed to developing a 20-day nanometer immersion lithography machine and is expected the first domestically produced SS8810W lithology machine will be delivered to the market by the end of 2023, media reported yesterday. Shares of Yahua Industrial Group surged as much as 5% today after the Chinese civil explosive maker and owner of lithium salt assets said it has penned a long-term supply deal for the raw materials used in electric car batteries with U.S. new energy vehicle giant Tesla that could be worth as much as 81.7 billion yuan based on current market prices. Unit Yahua Lithium Ya'an will supply between 207,000 tons and 301,000 tons of battery-grade lithium hydroxide to Tesla from August 1, 2023 to the end of 2030, Yahua said yesterday. Switching gears financial news. Argentina will make part of its debt payment to the IMF in yuan through the extension of its currency swap with China. Argentine Economy Minister Sergio Massa said in a video speech on Monday, expressing his thanks to the Chinese government for making the decision to authorize the disbursement. According to Master, the Argentine government will repay 2.7 billion US dollars in debt to the IMF as it comes due, of which 1 billion US dollars is to be financed by the Development Bank of Latin America, and the other 1.7 billion US dollars will be paid using the equivalent in yuan under the China Argentina currency swap agreement. A quick look at the stock market. Chinese stocks fell on Wednesday with a benchmark Shanghai Composite down 0.9% and the Shenzhen Component shed 0.4%. Hong Kong Seng Seng Index also dropped 2.5% while the Tech Index plunged 3.3%. 
And finally, a sneak peek at Chengdu Faisu World University Games. China added three more gold medals so far on Wednesday to its collection at the Chengdu University after bagging ten golds yesterday. Team China continues to top the medal table with thirty golds, ten silvers, and ten bronzes as of 5 p.m. Today, Zhang Wenao claimed the men's three-meter springboard title. Zhang Qi and Hu Kai won gold medal in the 10-meter air pistol team, while Song Buhan and Zhang Yu claimed victory in the 10-meter air rifle team. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.